Everyone's silent I, tonight. I was like, there's a moment of silence there for a second. I was like, oh, yeah, there you go. Guns in the 701, Clay, Vance, and Mike. Hello, Mike, Clay. I'm not in the dungeon anymore. I see that. that sounds great. So as I was telling you guys, I'm going to let you do most of the talking. So everybody, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to put up the Second Amendment uh, if you want to you want to take that. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the rights of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. There we go. So, of course, Clay's got a rough voice. He's caught something down. Uh, I think he ate an uh, alligator liver. So, <laughs> yeah. never eat the liver. Never eat the liver. But uh, Clay didn't listen because that's the kind of guy he is. Yeah. But uh, I was worried about you guys on the way back with the with the uh, the Christmas tree lights you had on that Dodge going off and on on the way home. Yeah, I got a new fuse for it today in town, yeah. and uh, I think we figured it out. It, it definitely was in my system. I think it just popped the fuse because when we plugged it into Eric's pickup and he went home at uh, I don't know three thirty in the morning from my place, it worked just fine. So. Yeah. Well, we got a lot to talk about today. Of course, there's a lot going on, and there's things popping up all over on the phones right now, as a matter of fact. As a matter of fact, I just saw that uh, uh, CNN has announced that Trump is off of the ballot in Illinois <laughs> with the insurrectionist thing. So uh, we'll wait and see. It's on pause until he can appeal, but uh, just saw that come up. So Why is he off the ballot? Insurrectionist clause. Insurrectionist. No convictions. No convictions. And it wasn't an insurrection. So. It was not. When's, when did insurrection start having tour guides? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> you know, and it's just ridiculous that they're trying to even apply that. That was actually that whole part of the amendment. It was Amendment 14, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. It had to do with after the South had seceded, and that's what they were getting at. They wanted to ensure that nobody from the South, after they were remitted back into the Union, could rise up and do anything and that's what the in a in a nutshell that's what that was about this that was not an insurrection my goodness well, if it was an insurrection we'd probably have a different president in there yeah. trump's attorney nicholas nelson described the event on january 6th as a political riot comparing it to an angry mob rather than a group uh with a specific series of legal aims so uh, <laughs> but that's the way he's on it but yeah it's up for appeal now so we'll wait to see what happens with that in Illinois? Of course, Illinois is its own silly animal. But uh, um, yeah, they got a lot of issues. And let's face it, even if he wasn't on the ballot, which I think is absurd, we don't win Illinois anyway. It's not like it's going to make or break the election. So, right. but we still can't let it happen. No, uh, no, no, we can't let this happen. Uh, it's no. just the way it is. It, there's no charges, no convictions. Well, there's charges, I guess, but there's no convictions, so it's just completely charges don't make you guilty. Well, no. it didn't used to. It's starting to leave now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jamie says you're hard to hear, Mike. I am. Well, let me work on that and try to turn myself up here a little bit. You know, it ain't Mike. It's Token. Token. <laughs> token. Uh, that was uh, Mitchell in the morning on K Fire came up with that. He says since I'm in the 605, <laughs> I should be the token guy for the 701. Ah, so, there you go. Trying to figure if I'm turning it up or down. Is that up? Oh, that's down. Okay, now I'm oh, Hey, Dan, good to see you on tonight. He's over there in that Dickinson, North Dakota area. We're glad to have him from the western edge of North Dakota. 
Jamie with 701 Nation. Eric, good to see you. Eric was on that trip with us. I think Eric had a great time. He, he I should have had pictures ready, but it's been a very, very long day today for different reasons. And I did not get a chance to load any pictures from the hunt. But Eric was uh, very fortunate to get up there, get the dogs on some hogs, and stab one again. So, yeah, we yeah. got some. We got some great pictures and footage from Stabby, that. Stab, stab. One bad thing, and I know that Tyler talked about um, actually tuning in tonight, but I got to give a shout out to him and, and uh, his buddy. Their dogs came along, but uh, they did lose one dog. Looked like one of the hogs actually drowned it. And the other one got got ripped pretty good up here by the neck. And our buddy Dave actually had a first aid kit that he made for us. But we ended up using it on that dog, throwing some blood clot in there, getting a pad on there, wrapping it, and we saved that dog's life. So yep. got to tip my hat to Dave and Axe, and we got that taken care of. And uh, got it to the vet, got it stitched up, and uh, Lucy is doing well. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's common with the hog dogs. It that's is. Part of, the, part of what happens when you send dogs after 300-pound animals with razor blades in their mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Corey, Corey says he's loading his pipe. Um, guys, if you don't know what that means, it's a corn cob <laughs> pipe that he bought. <laughs> that was a loaded, loaded comment there. Corey. Yes, it Dude. was. Yes, it was. Well, well, we will explain that. Yes. So. I figured he'd be too busy as much times as we flashed his number on there last week. I figured he'd still be feeling calls from women. To interest. I'll tell you what, it was the, his phone was lighting up when we were. Yeah, you know, it was, it was a busy phone. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, 605. No, I won't do it again. <laughs> hey, Lynette, where's my tan? I don't tan. I either burn or I'm a white boy to the core. So it's just oh, I was looking for something to show Clay. I had something good, but I didn't get it loaded up in time to show Clay down there with a the sombrero walking around. But yeah, I was. <laughs> glad I edit that. <laughs> Corey answered us. <laughs> we won't say it that's okay well, he knows his audience he knows who we are yep dave there's dave 1760 sports and again can't thank our sponsors enough Colorado repair and double h guns and 1760 sports we worked out a deal with dave a while ago but uh yeah we're, we're proud to sponsor him as well so yeah and you got your new mugs yeah let's see your new yeah. mugs guys they're, they're, you know now we're matching I know, I like this, so that's good. Yeah. North Dakota, South Dakota, and Georgia. There you go. Yeah. Hey, Keith, good to have out. you here. All right, well, I'm going to let you guys run with this, and I'll jump in if you need me. Cause... So I want to start off. Of, uh, we were talking last week. Was, was it last week, Vance, or the week before, uh, about the uh, gun owners and credit cards? Uh, last credit week, cards yeah. Being, yeah, so if, and if this doesn't sound good, you guys let me know. Um, of course, uh wanting to buy ammo, wanting to buy whatever, uh, having problems with your uh, places accepting your credit cards or your credit cards not accepting uh, uh, transactions as well. Well, Georgia, Wyoming, and Kentucky have passed in their houses at least this week uh, gun owner credit card data privacy bills. And, uh, of course, it prohibits the use of firearm ammunition-specific merchant category codes. We talked about those codes. Uh, by payment processors, and this is an important protection for gun owners, protecting private purchasing information from abuse by third parties. So it's one of what we were talking about last time is at least three states, and I know there's some other ones. I think Louisiana was on this as well and a few others. Uh, I don't remember seeing this in the South Dakota legislation, uh, but uh, 
Clay, you'll be able to tell me when they get moving around up in North Dakota, what's going on there. But yeah, seems like it's one of those things that we should be doing and uh, protecting. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and, you know, we kind of touched on that last week a little bit. And it kind of, it actually goes, it stems from the world uh, standing, basically. There's these little codes they put on them, and they're the ones that were pushing it. Because, you know, we, we should adhere to other nations' issues and social issues, right? Right. So I'm glad to see this. Uh, it doesn't surprise me with Wyoming. South Dakota, I'm not aware of having such legislation introduced. And North Dakota, of course, does not meet till next year. We only meet every other year. So. Right, every other year. I'm glad to see it in Georgia because, uh, as I said last week, I know that there was recently uh, Capital One denied an ammo purchase at Bass Pro Shops to a gentleman. Um, yep. And that's what I was told by my banker was that's common with Capital One. Go Which makes no sense since it's their credit card. Right. You know, that's the, you know, that's the credit card you get when you walk in every time. That, hey, do you have your, your, your credit card, your Bass Pro credit card? <laughs> yeah. uh, and, you know, they're like, you know, and down that can't buy stuff from there. Uh, it's just absolutely ridiculous. So okay. at least there are some lawmakers that are putting some decent laws through. So there we go. We're going to be way. seeing a whole lot more of this stuff with the gun control yeah. and stuff. It's an election year. You know, you both know how this is going to go. Right. <laughs> yes. And, and you got to remember, this is not the first time Bass Pros had an issue um, selling to people. They were the first ones before anybody made any rules or any laws or before the, the commie bipartisan act for safer communities. They were denying people under the age of 21 on their own. So right. that should tell you a lot about their stance, and it's unfortunate to me. Well, and like we talked about it last week, was uh, this is uh, – they'll survive. They'll be like uh, – what's that uh, – oh, Camping World that turned into something – that used to be something else, Gander Mountain or whatever that, that yeah. messed around. You they know, yeah. They did something else and they, you know, they, they went against the, the gun culture and everything else. And, you know, that's fine. Let, let them go. We don't need to do any business with them. But the one thing this will do is if they don't put these type of laws in there, small mom and uh, pop uh, stores and, uh, and gun dealers. And, you know, how many times uh, have you driven through uh, small towns like Bowdle or wherever, through, you know, Dickinson and all that, where, just wherever and stopped in a gas station and, seen ammo and went well that's a good price for that and you know yeah. bought it. it's going to stop them too so so yeah. we need to put these type of laws in there to stop that from happening yeah yeah i prefer to shop at the mom and pop places in fact i'll even pay more to support a local business than i will the mm -hmm. giant fast pro and I'm at, well, yeah I'm, I'm the same way i I don't like the big box stores. I'm getting to like them less because they will be the ones that will bend a knee just to stay in business or whatever the reason they don't care. Just Dick's so they can sell. Is a fine example. Yeah, and they're about bankrupt and uh, <laughs> rightfully so. Uh, right now, I'm going to go to places like Dave's 1760 Sports. I'm going to go to Double H Guns. I'm going to go to the little guys and make damn sure that's who I'm supporting. I just, yeah. I'm done. I'm done. With all of this, I'm going to try to do my best to not support those places. It's not, it's impossible to boycott them all the time, 100% every day. But when I can, yeah, I'm going to do it. 
Yeah. Well, and like I, here in, in South Dakota, I mean, I've got uh, double R um, uh, guns, which uh, is just a, you know, he's a local FFL guy and he, he does a good dealings with me and he's looking for some stuff for me right now. And, and that's the thing is you got to support those guys because this is the type of thing that they're trying to legislate out of existence as the small guys. And that's going to put a huge cramp in you getting uh, accessibility uh, to the to the guns, the ammo, the parts and everything you need, because, you know, the choke point will be when you can only go to, um, you know, the Gander Mountain of, of uh, places and and. You know they'll 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 choke us off even more there. I mean they'll you'll you'll be uh, well. Here's your here's your 20, 20 22s that you're allotted for this month. Good hunting. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. No. Absolutely. There's no. Uh, you know. Like I said, if people can avoid it, do it. Avoid it. That's what you need to do. So. Here's your box. Everybody, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I don't have all my ammo yeah. in this room yet, so I need to do it. So, yeah, I got the new room, so I finally got the, the good sign up there. I know. I've seen that. looks good. We got you your been, ammo. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have it in this room, but I guess I could move it in this room. That'd be fine. I don't have a hat. I don't have a sign. I don't. <laughs> you spent all week with him. You spent yeah, all week with him. You're like the red-headed stepchild. I know. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get you taken care of. We'll definitely. You're our, su you're our southern cousin. <laughs> After traveling all the way across the south, I'm telling you, I, I, I'm convinced that most of the convenience stores are dirty and run down, along with their roads. Holy cow! They have the best food in those nasty convenience stores. Hey, I did see the one that you and I ate at Vance a few years back. I saw that place. We just didn't have a chance to stop. I, I was like, hey, me and Vance stopped there. That's really good stuff. <laughs> Guys, big old smoker outside. You can't go wrong, right? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. He puts Eric, work into it. It's got to be good. Eric, there's no cheeseburgers there, so they don't want you. That's the only one that was cheeseburgers, huh? So they no, actually, it was through a barbecue hard. joint, and there was a cheeseburger place across the street. Eric was tempted to go there. <laughs> yeah, that looked, that was right across from ne Jim Neely's Interstate Barbecue. I'm telling you, that place looked like a dive. Oh, there you go, JD. He says, "Hang a deer head behind you." <laughs> the, the full mounts are in the living room. Ah. <laughs> uh, Boiled peanuts, yes, Gene. We've seen them. I still don't get it. I tried them, not impressed. Maybe I. Oh, I, I love them. Love I lived them. in the South long enough, but I just it just never uh, it, that and grits never applied uh, to me. Love I them just, both. No, I've had grits. I like grits. I like but this grits. time we did not eat at a Waffle House this trip. So what? No. Then you did not visit the South. <laughs> <laughs> but we had some good barbecue. And hey, guys, I know we're getting off subject here, but I'm telling you, man. They took one of them wild pigs and they, they did a whole pig and put it on the smoker. And I tell you what, fantastic. I believe it was Vance and his boy. And uh, the, uh, was it Nick? Nick? Was that his name? Yeah. yeah, Nick and John. and Oh, that was good stuff. Yeah. You wouldn't have we known that was a wild for pig. about 12 hours. Yeah, mm. it was, it was fantastic. Yeah. So if people tell you it's not good, they're full of it. Because that, that right there was as good as anything I've eaten as far as domesticated, you know, pig. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, all them hogs this week, you know, they're uh, good. People that aren't familiar with hog hunting, they stink. Big old generally. Men, or hogs, they will stink, and that's when they're really gamey. And you generally don't eat those. We throw them to the alligators, to be honest mm -hmm. with you. 
but not one hog that we killed this week stunk and all of the meat was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. In fact, one of the guys got a 300 pound bar hog and that meat was amazing. It was really good. In fact, we rendered a bunch of the fat and we cooked with it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hawk was up there, our host Chris Hawk, and he was rendering that. And that's what we used to cook with. Oh, guys, yeah. I'm telling you, we ate very well while we were down there. Yeah, we, we always, always do. Always eat good. We didn't get no ribeyes in the sky this time, but that's okay. Not, and not I'm not going to explain that one to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Speaking about eating and everything like that, I did have one thing for you guys that I uh, I found uh, it was popping around across the uh, web, and I know. Uh, Vance is friends with all these guys online too. PETA has got another one out. So if you <laughs> yeah. haven't seen this one pop up on your screen, uh, uh, what wouldn't you drink? Uh, dog's milk, uh, rat's milk, or uh, armadillo milk? Well, we, we did find out through our extensive uh, research department, otherwise known as clay, that armadillos <laughs> don't have milk. Uh, That's what it <laughs> that's what it appeared to be anyway you that's know. what it appears but yeah so once again they're they're hard at work on the behind their keyboards you know trying to to nab yeah. everybody uh, vance uh, was was kind of uh costed online by a few of them i think uh here recently so it happens all the time uh we we get hit on the uh racks page all the time right. um and you know i'm friends with tess tally and anything i post with tess i immediately start getting hit with PETA people and the antis but recently, my um, boss, one of my bosses, she texted me a screenshot of, I think it's Vegans Are Forever, Vegans for Life, I don't know, some page. They went on my company's Facebook page on the reviews part and wrote, Vance Bishop is a sick psycho. Oh, <laughs> nice. On nice. my company's page. So, so what did they say wrong about you? Uh, <laughs> well, they say that was negative. <laughs> but um my boss just thought it was funny and, and laughed it off she none of them cared but because they get it uh but yeah we um Peter's very friendly or uh, very fond of me and and the rest <laughs> of us hunters out there yeah i get that too when we're i usually offer our... my address and say you know if you can breach my property you can have me yeah. Well, you know, if they had the strength to breach your property, that'd be the thing. You don't need enough protein. So, most of them are from some country where they don't even allow them to have guns. Oh, well, yeah. Is that Canada now? What is it? No. <laughs> so, Lynette, she's, she's chiming in here. She, she says, you're, you're sounding a little under the weather. I feel fine, Lynette. That's just my voice. But Axe is finally feeling good. Yeah, I heard Axe wasn't feeling that great. Must be it must have been the airplane he rode down there and back. Gotta yeah, be, right? Yeah. All he that recycled air. That must All be that it. recycled air. Yeah, there it is. I know that he had a great time down there. So and Lynette also said my pastor is so excited about Wild Hog, he requested it when I told him that Doug was going on a hunt. So yeah, I know I think Doug got his. I think we sent it home with Dave. So hopefully he picked it up and yeah. can enjoy a nice pig meal. <laughs> we're gonna smoke some this weekend. Clifford shot yeah. one and we're gonna smoking some this weekend perfect well we're about 22 minutes in we want to go ahead and talk to our sponsors here real quick and yeah let's go back. ahead and thank our sponsors and uh we'll we'll come back and try to not be so boring well, there we go. <laughs> all right there's always good to have goals yes <laughs> 
Auto Repair, located 309 South Wash Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can take care of any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with a pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There are plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area. But why take a chance at patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Lauer Auto is your pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them that you heard they are a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro Second Amendment, pro North Dakota live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair, 701-258-6308. 701-258-6308. Located 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. All right. Yes. Again, thanks to Lauer Auto Repair. Great sponsor. And of course, Axe went along with us on this hunt. He's one of the owners there. So we we're glad to have him along. I think he had a great time. He, he didn't smack down no pigs, but he definitely had some fun. And uh, we did a few other things. We, we we made it. He had a great time. Let's, I'll just leave it at that. That's always well, good a thing. Good thing you had somebody with his repair skills there while you were there. That's the thing. You know, we put him to work on the buggy for a while. Him and Dave, they tackled it. Kind of got it going for a while, but. Conclusion it is, car. it needs a carburetor, plain and simple. Get a right. carburetor for it, we'll be golden. But we got everything else working, the, the lights, we changed the oil. Probably not good when you see water, gas, and oil in your oil pan. I'm so, pretty sure there's some pee coming out of there, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, we did, uh, we had a great time while we were down there, there's no doubt. By the way, before we get on, I got a thing about the enhanced concealed carry bill here in uh, South Dakota. Oh, yeah. um, but before we do that, we, of course, uh, report on the border. We talk about that. The latest that's come out here is uh, this came out of uh, University Mammoth University poll this year, or just a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing you got to look at this is that even the libs and the independents are moving up on their opinion on <laughs> this. Uh, legal immigration is a very serious problem. The border is so porous that it is just coming through and they've got to stop with the games and start coming up with a plan to actually do something about it. So that's one of the things we've talked about plenty of times here as well. It's like, you know, there's come through legally. I've got documentation of my family coming over, you know, legally, everybody else can come over legally as well. Uh, I mean, uh, and you know, some of my family back in the day coming across weren't exactly like, you know, we weren't Mayflower groups, that's for sure. But uh, you know, they came across and they they made their way and they and they uh, they paid their dues, and, and that's what right. we're asking. That's what we're asking for this as well. You know, not just come over here and just ask for something free, uh, and uh, give me a bus fare to go somewhere else. You know, just you know, we've got to make it a, a process once again. And if yes. they've got to build on the other side of the border, uh, processing places and whatnot, let's do that. Why even let them come across? Uh, and let's let stick them on the other side and let uh, well, I hate to say an old phrase, let Mexico pay for it. There you go. There you go. Yeah, I'm absolutely not against people coming here. I, I, I'm no. just saying, use the door. That's that's it. Just do it properly. Uh, I, I appreciate other cultures. I enjoy learning other cultures. I enjoy uh, learning different aspects of life that how people live in different countries and things like that. But uh, use the door. 
Well, like I've talked many times about Venezuela. I mean, it's Venezuela, excuse me, about uh, Guatemala. Guatemala, yeah. It, Guatemala has two things. It has gangs and it has volcanoes. And really, that's all they've got. And they're all going off at any time. So, hey, you know, I can understand why you want to get out of there. But, you know, when you've got people that are spending eight, ten, twenty thousand dollars to uh, to pay coyotes to bring them over. Um, we're not talking about we're not talking about small amount of money. And that's just on parts of the trip. Uh, there's a lot of I mean, excuse me, but I think I could figure out a way to take an airplane flight, you know, and be a little better than instead of walking half the country. Um, you know, with that much money, but it's just, it's just what silliness is of, of it is that we just let everybody walk across and, you know, yeah, we need migrant workers in the fields and whatnot and different things in this country. Cause that's the way our, our corporate world is set up right now to, to do canning and to do all the, you know, all the farming and this and that uh, it's been set up like that for longer than we've been a country, but you know, we've, we got to figure out a way to make uh, some vetting processes in there as well. So, I mean, it's one of those things that needs to happen. Well, you're going to be surprised, but maybe not. I want the entire country immigration shut down for five years. We don't need anybody else. We've done it before. before. We have got to get a handle on what we got happening right now. And you can't do that if there's anybody coming over. So shut it down. And unless you can show that we, you have a skill that we absolutely need, now, and we've done this. Shut it down. Close it well, completely. We're not taking anybody else until we get this this solved. Let me I tell you, agree. I don't know if you know this, we but we have enough problems oh. internally to deal with without adding to them by bringing other people in. That uh, you know, just bringing problems in with them. Uh, I would totally agree. Well, let's talk about our Canadian friends for a moment. Do you know that in order to get a job in Canada, that job has to be offered to a Canadian first? before you're allowed to, to get that job. They have to offer it to Canadians first. Say, I mean, nobody's claiming they're being racist or anything else like that. I mean, to me, it makes sense. And when you go up there, you know, you're, you don't get automatic citizenship. You have to go up there, apply for a visa, go up and work that job and, and work for how many years you have to work if you want it to become a Canadian. So what's the difference between our northern border and our southern border where we just let anybody walk on over? Oh, I agree. It's uh, like I said, until we get that handled, and and it does really to the Second Amendment in a big way. You know, the, for one, the drugs coming across, but the guns that are coming across, the, who knows what what's coming across? Who has them? Where they're headed? And when you see all these illegals coming in, and they're being interviewed, they're going all over the country. So it's it's a wreck. Right. Yeah. Well, real quick, I want to go ahead and jump on this. If anybody has anything else, of course, South Dakota, we've got the enhanced carry or concealed carry bill passed in the committee. Uh, the bill allows gun owners with enhanced concealed carry permits and a written permission by the school's principal to conceal carry on the public school grounds. Now, that might be asking. Oh, yeah, you got it up there. Brought it up. Yeah. There you go. So, you know, of course, they're asking for you to, to call your representatives and uh, tell them you support SB 203 with no amendments by, uh, of course, taking action. And, of course, that's one of the things going on right now in South Dakota. And uh, like I said, uh, Clay, you guys will have yours going up next year, uh, probably. Um, and and I know this also clears the way for um, the problems that they have. They, they When uh, and the NRA was pushing... 
the shield program for schools and whatnot. I don't think they they had programs like this or laws like this on the books to so that uh, you know technically I mean I guess you could you have you're trained and everything else to be able to come onto the uh, onto a school campus as a teacher, but unless you have the permission and everything else from from hopefully from a principal that knows that you've been trained. Uh, they could uh, they could ding you on that one. So, you know, this is just one of those things that uh, dots the I's and crosses the T's for the S.H.I.E.L.D. program from the NRA. Yeah. And it's a little bit different. You're not a, you're actually not having to seek any kind of permission from the board, which could be problematic, as we're seeing in both North and South Dakota with right. the laws we have passed. It comes from the principal of the school or other person who has a general control, which would probably be. In, in some schools, the superintendent right. could be head of security. Who knows what that might be? So it does actually do that. I, I like this idea. It's another stepping stone. Uh, I don't believe in gun-free zones, especially around schools. They don't work. But obviously, they're working great, aren't they? Right. Um, just because there's a law against it doesn't mean anything. How will this interfere with federal law? I don't know. Um, but the feds really shouldn't have any say over it to begin with. Right. Well, I mean, it's one of those things that you, you really, like I said, it's a stepping stone. It, and it's what it is exactly. It's, it's one more thing for clarification. So, absolutely. I think yep. it's one, one of the important things. Ooh, I'm, I'm so big. There we go. There we go. <laughs> we'll get it back here. That's right. There we I'm go. putting mine. There you go. You're on now top. I, now I can point to this and tell everybody make sure you go up here if you want to donate money to uh, Guns in the 701. There we go. There we go. Right. There you go. <laughs> there up there <laughs> up there but uh also you know we, we it, it's good to see these things passing through um I, I see a lot of junk that's going through we we talked last week uh on uh, mitchell in the morning um, for k fire about uh the, the the band they're trying to do over in minnesota which includes 22s as well and you know, and like they said, they're going to try to ding us everywhere they can on the second amendment. Oh, they're going to try to take away parts. They're going to take away ammo. They're going to take away, you know, the, the permission to carry, you know, this and that. Soon, I'm sure they'll be shooting on your or, or hitting on your uh, the fact that you can't carry them in your car and on and on. And we've talked about that in South Dakota as well. It's like, you know, Clay, they they, they slid that one by where you can't have it on your motorcycle. I used to drive a gold wing which had all those containers and whatnot in it, you know, right. in your saddlebags, you know, and I can't, uh, I, I wanted to drive up one time to see you guys and uh, I couldn't load up my, uh, my guns into, into the saddlebags because technically it's against the law, which is yeah, ridiculous. Which is, it is very ridiculous. Um, it's one of them oversights that needs to be corrected. And, and we, we know, on it. we know as Dakotans that that's because of Sturgis that was put there for, specifically for the law because they wanted to try to clamp down on Sturgis as much as they can. And, uh, you know, that's working out for them. Yeah, working real good, too, isn't it? Because the Hells Angels and Outlaws, you know, they care about laws. No, yeah, all the time. <laughs> I like how Lynette says, what about the Chinese nationals coming? Oh, they're coming. And I've seen more and more pictures on that, too. Yeah, you're right. Oh, uh, sorry, guys. I'm just I'm looking. I can't talk a whole lot, so I'm looking at a lot of stuff oh, yeah. here. <laughs> That's fine. Well, Lynette said we are all immigrants, but we are here legally. That's true. It's true. We are. I mean, we are. We, we, we're founded a, a mixing we're, pot. 
you know, a melting pot of uh, personalities and people. And uh, that's what America is supposed to be. And it's not what we, we're being right now, but that's what we're supposed to be. Well, we're descendants of immigrants. I'm not an immigrant. I was I was born here. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Red, white, and blue to the core. Um, and that's a difference. I mean, plain and simple. Yeah. yeah. Do we come from? Yeah, my uh, would have been my great-grandfather, actually, on my mom's side, actually came here from Norway. So we really haven't been in the country that long. But, yes, and on, my, on my dad's side, it goes back several generations there of German and heritage. So they've been here a long time. But yeah, on my grandpa's side or on my mom's side, yeah, you think about that. My great grandfather, that is not that far removed, really. No, it's so. really not. <clears throat> no, and I've got a bunch in there as well. I mean, if it goes over to the, the Welsh side, of course, and the, the Ishmaels, uh, part of my family. And then from the Deacons were kind of the, I guess, the British ones that came in. And, and Oh, you Brits. Yeah, there you go. So, I mean, you know, it's one of those. I always used to tell everybody that I was I was Irish and German, and it means I was uh, I want to take over the world, but I was too drunk to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Irish and English. Yeah. What's, what's the old saying that uh, the Scots and the and the Irish beer was invented to keep them from ruling the world? That's true. <laughs> That's true. So, anyway, so yeah, I guess uh, as far as it goes with gun legislation, I'm telling you right now that. Uh, right now, North Dakota, we've got a lot of things we want to bring up in the next session. South Dakota's got a couple things in there. I mean, they even got one that deals with uh, colors that you can wear now. What I was reading, I, I believe it has to do with fluorescent pink. So they're going to allow that now to be the same as fluorescent orange, so you'll have that choice. So, hey, you know, you can go ahead and knock yourself out, Mike. Just get yourself a pink vest and, and hey, be. Hey, you know what? I'm in touch with my, my sexuality. I'm all right with it. So it's, it's <laughs> Tough enough to go pink, right? Yeah, I can do that. I mean, I've, I've done enough. How many NRA auctions have we had pink guns to, to, to auction? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm totally good with it. So we, we can do it with no problem. You know, if we were still doing banquets, we could have a whole package deal and include this, you know, to, to celebrate the new law. We can have a lot of fun with that. Corey oh, says we're still Nathaniel Merriman, 1632. So his family's been here a lot longer than ours. A lot yeah, longer than ours. Absalom Deacons. 1700. That's a long time. Yeah, 1700s yes, for me, Absalom Deacons. Yeah, yeah not, I'm not, I haven't been here near that long. So. Yeah. Mine's Joseph Bishop, and it's in the mid-1700s, I think. Yeah. Is that, I haven't been here that long, or our families haven't, but... Tracy's is, uh, she's only one generation removed. Her grandparents were from Italy. Really? Wow. Yeah. She grew up with them arguing and fussing in the house in, in Italian. In Italian. <laughs> and Clay, I think your dad's old enough to have come from Mesopotamia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he's definitely from a different planet sometimes with his liberal views. Don't worry. I've, I've told him that, so it's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I don't have anything else to add. There's a lot of legislation going on in a lot of different states. Uh, I think I've seen, oh, I don't remember the state. Was it Ohio now? Uh, they signed some concealed carry bills. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's been a lot out there, but it hasn't gotten a lot of fanfare with the election year going on. Everything's, the whole news cycle is occupied with Trump and, his, and Haley and you know, right now you're just not hearing about it unless you'll search it out. So, 
Well, you know, and we talked about my mixed marriage with my wife, and of course, the uh, she is talking about running for uh, city council here. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, if you don't step up and and do something, I mean, maybe I have to run up against her. I don't know, but you know. Yeah, I, I mean, we can't have that. We definitely can't have that. Don't send that text, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> don't put that yard sign up, Mike. Nope. Yes, that, that that's definitely problematic. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> All I right, see you got so, some pictures uh, posted. Uh, uh, yeah, been working. That's what I've been working on. So yeah. I guess why don't we go through some of them? All right, right here. Here's a couple of hogs that were uh, there, and I think that's in the back of uh, your pickup, isn't it, Vance? I believe they I were. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yes, they're tied up. We caught. They were. Those were caught, but. Trust me, they still got skinned out and put in the freezer, so they're they're good eaters. Here's a trophy hog. Yeah. <laughs> That's they a little thing. I'm telling you guys, it was pretty cool. That one was shot with a pistol off of an airboat. Yeah. Uh, you know? Stokely from Maine shot that. Yeah. One. Doesn't yeah. get much cooler than that. There's a picture of the, the airboat. Wait a minute. I've got a good idea for you, real quick. Uh, take it back to Vance in that picture, real quick. And let me let me. Vance, here's what you can do, and this is a money making idea. You skin him out and make him as a cover, like a neoprene cover for your scope. <laughs> that would look so good. That's we call that one the sandwich pig. <laughs> and you know, they're probably really good eating, but they need to be a little bit bigger than that. A little, a little bit. bit bigger. <laughs> well, it was coming right at him. Here's one that mm. we're having fun with. That's awesome. <laughs> That's off the buggy. Uh, my buddy Chris Johnson was down there, and uh, I haven't seen him in a while. He's yeah, from Wyoming. Yeah, he lives in Florida now. He was, what, about yeah. five hours away? Yeah, it was good so to have him. So he down. Him and Corey did a little fishing. That's Corey there sitting there at the pistol, wailing uh, right there with the rifle heading out the side, and then I'm over on the other side with the 30-30. We're all Rack's, uh, Rack's Adventure team members, along with Mike. Mike's one of us, too. So, yeah. I mean, we had a lot of guys there from a lot of states uh, show up at this hunt. Here we got David, Eric, and Axe. Uh, so... At, Eric's one of our uh, great members as well of Rack's Adventure Team. He's also a taxidermist with Grizz's Taxidermy, and he treats everybody right. And I'm telling you guys, you want to get some good work done, talk, talk to him. Awesome. This was our host, Chris Hawk. Uh, and we, we gave him a little bit of a gift there. Um, that's self-explanatory. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure he'll probably put that out there for target practice. Did get a picture of a gator right there. He was a little ways out there, but uh, they're there, guys. I mean, it's oh, not really... We saw a lot of them this year. It got warm, and that's when they come out and start bedding. Yes. We had two days of rain and when we got there, and so it was really kind of chilly and rainy, and nothing was moving. Boy, that next day when it warmed up, the hogs were moving, the gators were yeah. coming out, and it was a lot of fun. Saturday and Sunday was rainy and chilly. The rest of the week was beautiful. I mean, Here's Corey with his hog. Yep. So awesome. I was right behind the barn. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. What were you guys shooting most of the most of you guys shooting with for uh, for the hogs? ARs huh. mostly. So, like David, he had a 458. I, I think I think he was I think Waylon was using a 400 Legend. Mm -hmm. I think that's what he had. <laughs> I think you were using an AR when you took one out, wasn't it? I didn't shoot. I hardly ever shoot on these hunts. I always guide people, but um, I do carry an AR. 300 blackout is what I normally carry. Yep. Uh, yeah. 
my son and Nick were carrying both carrying ARs five five six. Um, I didn't even take an AR this time myself. Yeah, and um, both the boys, uh, Clifford, my youngest boy, and his buddy, they were both carrying ARs. Yeah, it uh, you know it varied. Um, I know the guys up in Vermont were using some ARs. I was using a thirty thirty. If I was going to shoot one, I wanted to do it with the thirty thirty this time. So that's why I took yeah. it along and uh, right. did Growing not get the opportunity. Them, that's what I killed them with mostly was a thirty thirty. Yeah, it, it's just a nice. It's a nice little compact gun just for that. It's a fun gun to shoot too. I don't. Of all of our fancy guns that this group has, a thirty thirty is still one of my favorite guns to shoot. Yeah, like Corey said, Corey was carrying his three fifty legend. Uh, we had some of them last time when we were down there as well. Um, I did have my Swift and my six five along, but I didn't even take them out of cases. I carried the thirty thirty, and I kind of made the decision if I was going to get one, that's what I was going to do it with. And I had my pistol, so you know what? If I'd have got the opportunity, I'd have shot one with a pistol. I really wanted to stab one, but I was not willing to go over waist high in that damn swamp water. <laughs> so I did not make it over there to that pig to stab him. Eric did. Um, we did. There was another one the dogs brought down, but we never got to him. That's you seen that picture of Eric and David and Axe. We were walking through that swamp, probably knee high a lot of times, and we just couldn't get over there, so we didn't get that one. But Next uh, time, guy, it ain't like I won't be going back. Uh, one guy that was with us, Nick, that came down with my son from Tennessee, uh, got one with a bow. There you go. Down at uh, Jason's place, he said. Yeah, up, I think uh, I went that. He got one with a bow. So that's pretty I'm cool. Old. I always admire that, especially the guys that are out there uh, antelope hunting with bows. And and then you're talking about moving up to, uh, uh, to elk and whatnot. It's just amazing. As a bad shot as I am, that is just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that uh you know you can do it with a bow still i mean it's, it's i mean i know it's been done you know in the old days and everything like that that's why i like the 30 30 myself especially like we talked about when we go out to somewhere like the hills or somewhere more wooded it's a great gun without without iron sights or just iron sights but uh yeah it's um it's amazing when i see people do that with a bow yeah well tell you what let's take a quick break okay and then when we come back, well, we can talk a little bit more about the hog hunt. That kind of seems like where we're at. So we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more of it, and then we'll move along. But uh, let's take a little break. Thanks some sponsors, and we'll see you on the flip side. Auto Repair, located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Give them a call at 701-258-6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can take care of any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with a pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There are plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area. But why take a chance at patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake make no mistake lower auto is your pro second amendment repair shop when you talk to the guys at lower auto don't forget to tell them that you heard they are sponsor of guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro second amendment pro north dakota live stream and podcast that's lower auto repair 701-258-6308 701-258-6308 located 309 south washington street in bismarck north dakota 
discover the world of firearms at Bismarck's Double H Gun Shop. With a wide range of products from handguns to rifles, we cater to all your shooting needs. We are your local gun experts. Not only do we sell firearms, reloading supplies, targets, and whatever your heart desires, but we also have a ton of knowledge and answers. We shoot, we hunt, we compete, we reload. It's been the Howard's way since 1976, and we ain't fixing to change anything. Visit our website at hhgunshop.com to browse our inventory. Double H Gun Shop, Bismarck's best new and used firearm reloading supply, gunsmithing, and sporting goods store. Double H Guns. Double H Guns. 1021 South Washington Street, Bismarck, North Dakota. Call 701-223-4888. All right. Now we're messing around with our phones here now, sharing pictures. <laughs> see that. I'll put a couple here. So here's one. This is uh, we had the dogs. You can see Eric and Dave in there and and Axe. And uh, that's what we had dogs riding on top and in the, in the back. So and that baby was going through some deep water, but they turned them dogs loose and then they've got their little locators on them. And I'm telling you, they go after them and they get the job done. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Corey and, and Chris caught some crabs. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you on the podcast, go, go, go watch the video. You'll see what we're talking about. <laughs> they went out and did a little fishing and, and had some crabs. There's Axe. He's doing his job. Look at that. The, the transmission had a problem. So they were trying to get the gears unstuck, and they did. We got all the gears working again. So, And uh, here I am with uh, Chris. Like I said, a good friend of mine. I've known him since college. So uh, he, he noticed something, though. Chris says, hey, I think I'm bigger than you for the first time ever. I think you're right. I think he's right. <laughs> and there's Axe again. Like I said, hey, he's a mechanic. He's a great mechanic. And he just it's like he couldn't leave it alone. So. It's like the A team. You got to have somebody with individual skills all the way down the line. So there you yeah. go. Yeah, your head's got to go. fix stuff. When there's something broken, they're going to fix it. And he did. That's right. And he did. He did a heck of a good job. Uh, like I said it was a great hunt. Um, I think in two years we're talking maybe, which is a little sooner than we usually go. Uh, it's going to be ten years that we've been doing this, basically since we started this whole thing. Yeah. So we might try to get down there. Some of us for sure. I'm going to try this summer to fly down and do a little work. Uh, we got a project now where a bunch of us bunked. We're like, hey, we need to turn this into the bunkhouse. And I mm -hmm. think that's one of the things we're going to do. But what do we have down there, Vance? I didn't got uh, 15, 13. I don't even know how many people. Uh, I, I think there was uh, with Chris and myself, there was 15. Yeah. I mean, we had a good crowd down there. We really did. Yeah, it was a great trip. This is one of the better trips, actually, that we've had. We've had a big group before a few years ago. I think the last one were uh, Racks, the Vermont guys, Dakota guys, uh, uh, John, Tom. Uh, we had we had uh, 13 or 14 a few years ago. Yeah. But it was a good group. And we had a lot of guests this year, not just yeah. Racks members, but we had a lot of guests. And it was, uh, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. It was. I, I thought everybody did well. It's the most hogs we've ever had taken, too. Now, yeah, I heard, now Eric, made, Eric made a mention here real quick, and I think it needs to be talked about that we need to be sponsored by uh, CPAP people. Um, <laughs> for, uh, so. uh, did he explain why? <laughs> Barely, but no. He says, yeah, uh, and, and a snore-proof room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess uh, Corey and I, we were in symphony quite often. <laughs> back and forth so it was like one big constant snore <laughs> oh yeah the sounds of nature <laughs> it happens it happens <laughs> all right Corey's getting ready to leave so we're going to go ahead and start posting his number again 
Yes. There we go. There we go. We let everyone know that he's a single and available. No. <laughs> well, he's doing extra fire drills tonight. So he's a I hear fire he's good with the, Like I said last a week, I hear he's good with a hose. He's good with a hose. So. <laughs> he's a fireman, ladies. You'll see him on a calendar soon. Oh, my oh, goodness. goodness. Before he goes real quick, by the way, I found this, and I'm going to see if I can get it to play. But uh, I, uh, I think this girl is going to be my spirit animal. Let's see if I can get this to work real quick. Hold on a second. Let me get this oh, work. Want help? <laughs> Guys, we're kind of just winging it tonight, if you haven't figured that out. <laughs> Did you see that? What she said? Yeah. Right. No, here. Uh, play it again. Go ahead. Play it again. Oh, the video's not filling through. Are you or the, the audio. Oh, you guys don't have the audio? No. No. Oh, she says, she's asked, are you going to be part of the solution or part of the problem? And the little girl goes, I'm going to be the whole problem. <laughs> Good answer. She's my spirit animal now. <laughs> so be the whole I have to figure out how to get that to work. So, yeah, I was trying to download that for the computer, but yeah. So Clay, That's what I do all day. I'm in Clay, radio. I sit around and look at memes all day. Clay, you sent me. I think you sent it to Mike too. Mm. Uh, about uh, Virginia. I'm gonna. I'm oh gonna, yeah. I'm gonna turn the corner here. Um, yep. You. I read about the Virginia uh, gun laws, but what got me in there more than anything, because I'm used to seeing the gun law attacks. What I'm not used to seeing is. What was it called? The the Virginia Alcoholic Beverage Control Authority? Yeah, you gotta love that one, don't you? What is that? I've never heard of such a thing. I mean, I've heard of alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, and explosives, and, um, you know, snuffleupagus. But I've, <laughs> I've never heard of such a thing. They have something that controls alcoholic beverages in the state of Virginia? Yeah. I guess so. I've never heard of anything like that. Um it's a new one to me. It doesn't surprise me. You know, Virginia's been, you know, they're back and forth. They're not the conservative state everyone thinks they are. No. They flip back and forth. They go, you know, they're purple, I guess, is the term they like to use. But I'm not impressed with Virginia as far as some of the things they've done in, in later years. But as of with any, you got way too many people moved had moved into that state, especially well, being that close. You've to got everybody that works DC. in D.C., Goes down yeah. to Virginia, so yeah. And surrounding. Anyway, that law, by the way, carrying a concealed handgun on the premises of a restaurant, the penalty makes a class two misdemeanor for any person except for an active or qualified retired law enforcement officer to carry a concealed handgun on the premises of a restaurant or club, which has a license to sell and serve alcohol beverages on premises consumption. Uh, it's been granted by the Virginia Alcohol Beverage Control Authority. So they yeah. want to, uh, yeah. And I know that we've got that same law up here uh, in the Dakotas, correct? If I'm wrong. No, uh, basically what ours is is you can carry concealed in any establishment like uh, a bar and grill. But what the law says on it is if the revenues are 51% or more. Other than alcohol, you may carry. If they're if they're actually fifty one percent or more alcohol sales, then you cannot carry because that's considered just a bar, and that's basically. And, and I went to <laughs> when I was in Rapid City and I was a rep. I went through this with the Longhorn Steakhouse because they were citing that it was the law that we couldn't carry. Well, it wasn't true, right? right. And I did win that. Uh, next time I was in there, there was a sign of uh, alcohol affects pregnancy rather than a you can't carry guns <laughs> in here. So. 
Uh, Darko owns Longhorn and Red Lobster and a whole bunch of these restaurants. I couldn't believe it when the actual CEO called me. Uh, I got all the way to the CEO, had a great conversation, and he, like he said, we were listening to our lawyers. And I said, well, that's your problem. You shouldn't do that. You should actually check the law. Don't worry about your mm -hmm. lawyers say. And he corrected it, and, they were, and we all went on. <laughs> yeah, that's the way it needs to be done sometimes. And, you know, there's uh, mistakes that happen. He was misinformed. Mm -hmm. And uh, when and he, he corrected was properly it. informed, he fixed it. That's what I like. That's what I well, like. Good for him. That's what I say. Yeah. Anyway, so they want to they want to change that there. And of course, I'm sure these are just on, on board with all the different things that they're trying to slowly uh, chip away at all the concealed. You know, every time we get an advancement with a concealed carry thing, they try to throw something in there to, to make it more of a hassle. Um, it, it's just uh, it's just it's a nonstop barrage of, uh, of legalities. And it's just it's nonstop and, and, and it muddies the water. We've talked about that many times. I think Van says as well, and, you know, all these laws that we have, and of course we don't enforce the ones we should, and we do enforce ones that are arbitrary. And then we, we, we just muddy the waters left and right where, you know, the normal citizen, uh, doesn't even know what most of the laws are in their state. I mean, if I, and, and this is not against clay, uh, but, Clay didn't know about, I don't think you knew about that uh, thing with the, the motorcycles until I brought it up a few years ago. Did you, or did you know about it? I didn't. I, I guess I hadn't paid attention to that or, or had a reason to check it out. So no, I really didn't know. So I was, you know, and that's okay. I'm glad people bring it up when stuff like that happens because that's how things get changed. Well, you were the NRA rep. If I figure if I could, you know, yep. if I call somebody for information, that's the guy I'm going to call. So yeah, it's just, yeah, it, it's amazing Here's that the, Here's that Virginia law, guys, or the the basically what they're it's, it's Senate Bill number fifty-seven, and basically what they want to do is like it says here, relating to carrying a concealed handgun on the premise of any restaurant, they want to make it a penalty. And what they change in in section B is it says it used to say no person who carries a concealed handgun. So what it's going to say is no person shall carry a concealed handgun onto the premise of any restaurant or club is defined, and they got this whole thing. They also strike number one, which says, may consume alcoholic beverage while on the premise. A person who enter, carries a, a concealed handgun onto the premise of such a restaurant or club and consumes alcohol beverage is guilty. Well, they want to strike that. And by doing that, it don't matter if you're consuming or not. Now it's just illegal. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's that basically they're striking two things, which now makes it illegal for everybody to carry a concealed handgun into a restaurant, which is stupid. Why not? Why not? Why create another soft target zone? And that's what they're doing. Okay, hey, Dan chimed in here. I figured Dan would. North Dakota, North Dakota allows carry if someone under 21 years of age can be there. Those places are what Clay said. Restaurants that sell alcohol, but more than 50%. So, yeah, there we well, and I think a lot of that too. I mean, if you think about places that sell alcohol that have uh, video lottery and on, you know, different things like that here in South Dakota. So, I mean, I think sometimes the food and the video lottery counts for more than fifty-one percent of the of the sales that they do. So that's where you know right. places. Like, how are you supposed to know that most of the time? That's the problem. It's just one of those things that's left up to this. Well. Um, it's safe to assume, and I, I'll break it down how I used to in South Dakota. 
it's safe to assume that a place, say, like a Texas Roadhouse, more than 51% of their sales are food. Right. Um, that's just, it, it's a reality. If you made them pull the numbers, I'm sure it would prove that way. Now, if you go to a little bar and grill, say, right here in Morristown, it's questionable. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of off-sale uh, sales there, and it's all out of the same building. So, you know what? That that could be iffy, honestly. Mm-hmm. The second so part of that is, is it would be up to the state to prove it. So, you know, if you go into a place and uh, someone decides, oh, I'm going to arrest them for this. All right. Now, the burden of proof, you're always innocent until proven guilty. Burden of proof's on the state to prove that you were guilty. So you might not have that take place so much, especially on an iffy call, because they won't know. But who knows? Right. Depends on where you're at, too. True. <clears throat> but, yeah, that's kind of where they're at on that. Virginia, get your head out of your butt. <laughs> and I hope that if this does pass, well, you got a, you got something going on up there, don't you, Mike? Apparently, I just discovered that I am downstairs from the um, bathroom. <laughs> so anyway, I'm hoping that Yunkin will uh, veto this if it comes across his desk, but we shall see. We shall see. Okay, we lost a little better. A little better now. So Dave chimes in. He says, "I might be mistaken, but at one point, North Dakota had a concealed carry law that you couldn't carry and sit in the bar side of a restaurant." Well, I think that goes back to what Dan had just talked about. With uh, if they're under twenty-one years of age and they're allowed in there, and then it goes on that fifty or basically fifty fifty-one percent threshold. I believe that's what it is. We will get an answer for that, though. I will look that up before next week. I want to know that myself. All right, well, then I'm going to just go in there. I'm going to jump in here at the next one. As we all know, I'm sure everybody saw the ruling that came out of New York against Wayne LaPierre. You guys familiar mm-hmm. with that? Yes. Yeah. Essentially, you know, that, that crazy woman, Letitia James, who, same person that's going after Trump, and it's all political. It really is. Well, they went after the NRA, specifically Wayne LaPierre. He's, and and they found him in this case that he was liable for about five million dollars in bad expenses, I guess you'd call them. Yeah. And I know some of the stuff that was brought into that case. You and I have talked about it. All of us have talked about that at different times as to why things were done, and and you know some of them were the private flights. Well, and I get it. Wayne Lapierre was probably one of the most threatened people in the United States. And he really couldn't fly commercial anymore. So, yes. Still being. being. Yeah. And so private jets were chartered. And it was an understood expense because there was no other way for him to travel. Fancy suits. Well, that really wasn't a a thing that was taking place often. He actually landed in California. His luggage didn't make it. That's when he was still flying commercial. Guys, that, that was over 15 or 20 years ago. Yeah. And the only place open, yeah, they ran down and got him a nice suit and got it for him. And, yeah, it was expensive. But I'm guessing I would want the head of the NRA to look pretty good when he gives a speech as well. And he didn't have a lot of choice. So, yeah, there was well, an expense. If the president of the United States walks out in the khaki shorts and, uh, you know, his Florida shirt, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to be a, a little bit hesitant to, to take what he has to say seriously unless he's on a right. golf course. Yeah. So, how, how, how can you take that guy from Pennsylvania to <laughs> Yeah, so, where's a hard hoodie? Betterman, yeah, you're right. 
Yeah. Well, and, you know, it's, it's, there's no excuse just because you're a big guy and things don't fit you. You just got a $176,000 a year. Hey, go have some suits raise. made. Go and suits made. That's the first thing I'd do. I mean, well, uh, and know, I'm going to go, working. I'm going to go a little more on this. So part of this is they said, well, LaPierre, he's already paid back like a million dollars. Well, he paid back a million dollars because of things that we were just talking about. Things like that suit, he did reimburse NRA for. I mean, I'm talking, they went back 15 and 20 years looking at and just minute things. Now, I don't know what else happened. I haven't seen, I've been there for many years. I retired in 2016. But Wayne LaPierre, as you all know, I thought he should have retired you know, about then, remember? Yeah. I said it many times, and I think it was time for him to, to retire and pass the torch. He didn't tell recently. You know, did, did he do bad? I don't know. I need to read the entire case and see what was brought forth, and I haven't done that. I'm not going to worry about the media saying because they wanted to destroy the NRA. Letitia James said she wanted to destroy the NRA, call them a terrorist organization. So I imagine it'll be appealed. What will come out of it? I don't know. You never know when an appellate court's got to go to the New York State Appeals Court and work its way out of New York. Right. The whole intent of this was to destroy the NRA, which they did not accomplish. They wanted to actually dissolve it. it, it <laughs> yes, it is. I'm sure it being in such a high position of authority in the NRA, he probably took some liberties that he shouldn't have, just being honest. But we know that probably 80% of this is a witch hunt. It's an election year. They want to destroy the NRA. They have wanted to for years. And some of the uh, wrongdoings that he was caught in makes him an easy target. Well, absolutely. Now, also named in this was Wilson. Woody Phillips, I actually knew who he was. He was ordered a reimbursement of uh, $2 million. I couldn't tell you why. Uh, I know that he was an attorney there as well as the chief financial guy. Um, I thought he was doing a good job, and he had a pretty sharp pencil. But I don't know. Like I said, I'd have to read that entire case to see what they found. Well, I and see how much was, of it's actually legit. I would see, say it was probably the same things as LaPierre, plane flights and everything else, because the NRA, you have to think about your safety and going on regular yep. flights. Yeah, you know, it's not always an option. And they're posting people's and doxing people's uh, names and images out there to all their crazy groups. You know, and if, if it's me and my family and I've been doxxed at left and right because I'm a member of the NRA, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take another option of traveling and keep my family safe. It's also can... schedules, guys. I mean, uh, jumping from one commercial plane to another on the schedule that Wayne LaPierre kept at times was mm. darn near impossible. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, can you imagine Trump having to do that if he didn't have his own plane? He couldn't yeah. do that. You know, you know, what are they going to go after the Trump organization? Because, oh, he's taking liberties of the company money. Well, it's his company. But, right. you know, his I money. can see him doing this. <laughs> then, you know, you look at, uh, they're accusing him of the charitable donations. I know at one time when I was reading the beginning of that case, they were actually targeting the NRA Foundation, which is where Friends of NRA was at. And right. I can tell you for a fact, he wasn't spending NRA Foundation money. That stuff was accounted for down to the penny uh, by the gal that overseen it all. And there was nothing being fudged out of that. Even my salary at that time did not come from the foundation. It came from the 501c4, which was the actual National Rifle Association. So 
you know, for them to accuse him of the charitable stuff, and, and I know what they're talking about because only the 501c3 is a charitable and it was a foundation. He wasn't he didn't even have access to that money. <laughs> Do you know they got a separate board for that? Which well, is not remember, mentioned in any of the media. I remember how hard it was with all you know, the 10, 12 I was doing uh, banquets and Vance was doing banquets and you know, at the end of the night and all the the the, the, the dotting the I's and, and crossing the T's and all these forms have to be filled and everything has to be down to the penny, like you said, and it has to be accounted for going to where it's going and deposits and everything. I mean, there was there was redundancies on redundancies on that. And, yeah. and and that's the way the foundation has to be. And that's the way it was. So, yeah, for them to bring the foundation into that is completely wrong. And not only that, that foundation particularly, because it was NRA, so they were being watched and scrutinized by, I mean, the IRS audited it. They, yep. they audited the foundation as well as the NRA. They gave them an office because they kind of had to. They camped out for like, what was it, three years, yep. going through and combing through everything the NRA had. And you know what they found? Nothing. And little minor things that anybody could have done. Nothing. So, yeah. There's more to this. The media is making a big thing. I'm glad that Wayne stepped down. It was time for him to step down. Who's going to replace him? I don't know. I'd love to see Chris Cox come back. But yeah. I don't think Chris is going to do that. I really don't. Dan puts in there, he goes, Section 62.1-02-04 of the North Dakota Century Code deals with carrying in bars and restaurants. So, thank you, Dan. We'll definitely have to get in there and check all that out because this is something we should know exactly uh, what goes on with carrying in North Dakota. And I, I can tell you right now, I'm not familiar with everything either. I've been too far removed from it <laughs> for too many years right. now. Josh, thanks for coming. He says he's got to run and catch the rest on the replays. So thanks for thanks for tuning in tonight. Well, I, I guess that's all I'm going to do about the NRA because – I don't have all the details, nor does anybody till it's all released. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of this media crap, I, I read it and it's like, really? And then some of the writers that are even supposed to be on our side from Amoland, they hate the NRA. I do like the four reform candidates that are running mm -hmm. for the board. I agree. I think the board should be smaller. I think that the, that board is huge. You can't get nothing done with a board that big. And yeah. I think it needs to be reduced myself. Well, I do know that the uh, in the current issue of the Rifleman coming out, uh, that they have the full rundown of those four candidates in there, mm -hmm. uh, and also how um, uh, lifetime members and I think five-year standing and above members of the NRA have votes. So, yes. I mean, take, take that opportunity to read through that in your Rifleman, and you can look at it online as well. Uh, and and see it and uh, you know, take the initiative to vote if, if you got something to say about any of those ca uh, candidates i mean that's the thing we, we talk about voting is it so important well this is your opportunity to have a say for the nra oh absolutely i i uh, i voted well life members and above can vote and five-year members can vote so i've been voting a right. long time uh, and i do I, I take the time and i read all each candidate i don't necessarily vote for the board recommended ones you know there's always a list of candidates put forth from from the board as recommendations well mm -hmm. to me that's a red flag right there right. <laughs> i don't necessarily trust the board you know what i want to see someone's going to represent the membership and i have voted for a lot of members that are running that uh did not meet the recommendation of, of the board and I felt they were the best candidates. Some have won, some have not. Uh, <laughs> hell, I've had people ask if I'm going to ever run and get the signatures. No, 
I have no plans to do that right now. So I got enough things going on. Yeah. Because that's all at your own expense and on your own time. It really is. It's not a paid position, and it's a lot of travel. So I'm really not interested in being on that board at the moment. <clears throat> but well, I mean, we – we look at uh, the, the friends of the NRA uh, and the foundation side of that. And, and uh, you know, we see, you know, long-term 30-year committees that have been uh, raising money for shooting sports and unsafe programs and all this stuff for all these years, uh, you know, hanging up now now because there's, there's just a lot of chaos uh, in behind the scenes. And so it's, uh, it's not as easy. And, and and yeah, you know, a lot of it is, uh, you know, some of it is internal and some of it is, is outside external factors in there. And, and a lot of it is that people don't understand, especially people that do shoot and that are uh, Second Amendment uh, uh, supporters, don't understand, like the Friends of the NRA and groups like that, that were the ones that were supporting all this. The money that didn't come from your memberships for the NRA. No. I don't know how many times I had that conversation. I know you did as well and everybody else. But you know that was the what we were doing. We were raising money on that side for all these uh, shooting, for, you know, programs all across the country. And completely uh, non-political. Um, it was a foundation and, event, and I mean, you think about in the Dakotas between North and South Dakota. Um, the last two years I was there, we had over half a million dollars to spend between the two states. Think about that. Yeah, and that was after our half, really. Mm -hmm. I mean. You really think about that, what we had going on in the Dakotas back then, and I was really hoping that something had been built bigger than than just what I was doing and I was my team and my volunteers. But, you know, they brought the wrong people in after me, and it, it fell apart. It really did. And now there's nothing. Yeah. Now there's nothing. There's a couple it, it banquets in South Dakota. Too. The, the program itself is really uh, unfortunately taking a hit. I, I, I'm – very disappointed. I know that if I went back in, I know I could rebuild it, but uh, I know what it would take. Um, and I'm not going to go into a lot of details, but I can tell you that it'll be a bigger area because it'll be more than just North and South Dakota. So, you know, I'm not interested in that either at the moment, uh, unless it was a great big number. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't do it for, for, for what That's I was doing too, before. Because it's a great program. The banquets themselves are a great time. They raise yes. money, like you guys were saying, for great programs. Absolutely. And, um, well, and I met so many good people. I met so many good people yeah. uh, in well, the programs all across the, the states that, uh, you know, are, are sitting there just trying to do the very best they can for their community, and they were looking for help. And this is what we, we were doing. And they, they put on banquets, and we, we made it work. I yeah. mean, you and me, Mike, that's how we met. Uh, met Mike and Mitchell and uh, someone we needed a, a projector and Mike they called Mike and he had one he brought one down and we made it work for a, for a Pat Charlton Heston video Vance I met yep. before that but then he become a great volunteer within the program Dan Brown another great volunteer that listens to the show quite often was a chairman in Dickinson for a very very long time and did a hell of a job grew that banquet into a high caliber club I mean you look at how we grew these banquets it was because of the people. It wasn't me. Yeah, I helped f facilitate it, but we had a hell of a team. We, yeah. we had the greatest volunteers, I bet, that we've ever had in the Dakotas. And I think that's what was overlooked after the new uh, person came in. They just had no experience with that. And, well, uh, we, and it showed. About that. We've talked about that before, where you can't take a government worker and uh, – <laughs> And, and put them in a 
fundraising I, situation because they don't and, know how to make money. And probably a game warden who has, let's face it, the, the game wardens are game wardens for a reason and uh, mm -hmm. probably not the right personality. And I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to run him down so much other than the fact he was the wrong person for the job. But even I, when I started out, I had a pretty rough edge, and I'm sure Dan and everybody else can attest to that. But we, we learned and we grew. And we had we really had a hell of a team. I really felt we had one of the best teams in the program. And, and it showed in the numbers. When I'd go out every winter to those big meetings, North and South Dakota were up there in the top ten. Think about that, yep. the top ten. So I felt with really our population. Good yes. Very low population states in the top ten. That's great. I I thought it was. I was never below below ten, and uh, neither was our two states. And like I always, I'd always, you know, I'd get asked, oh, "How you doing that out there?" I said, "It's the people. It's the volunteers, guys." Is it? Yeah. This program don't work without great volunteers. Yeah, and that was true. Well, there's really, there's still some a group good ones that was out like there. Team. What's yeah. that, Mike? You had a group that was like the A team. Vance had his his strengths in there, and he, yeah. all the different uh, hunt groups and all that that he knew. And on his strengths, and my strengths were in well radio, but also, um, you know, I kind of it was hard at the initial part to get you to look at the, the how do we we structured and set up things at the banquets. You know, it was a little it was a little you know sometimes uh, much for you, but you came around to that as well because things we set up things uh, presentable. It's all that first image when you walk in, and uh, instead of just things laying out on a table, and oh, we changed. We changed the culture. I'll be I'll be the first to admit that. Mike was the one that really, you know, when we used to do our setups, yeah, I, I'm a guy, right? I never, I don't give a shit what things look like. <laughs> but I can tell you, Mike did. And Mike started doing that presentation. And when you looked at that live auction, it's like, wow. Mm -hmm. it, it's just like I didn't wear a coat and tie at first, but I went to a banquet in Minot, and I had a couple come up to me saying, wow. This is one of the most the classiest banquets we've been to. And we knew who was in charge. We knew who you were. You stood out in the crowd. And I was like, mm, I guess I better wear a coat and tie. And I did that after that. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Had my hat, had my boots and my jeans, but I always had that coat and tie. And I, I took those things and I took them to heart. I, I really did. And that's why probably we had such a great banquet everywhere. And it was pretty Jesse, much replicated. Uh, we were Jesse, um, Scotty, Misty. I mean, we, we had a, we had a team bunch. We, we had, had a great team. bunch. Yeah, we did. We really I did. I mean, Misty could sell ice to an Eskimo. I mean, she <laughs> was good. And so, I mean, you just nonstop. I mean, we were a good and team. The best thing about her being our ticket seller is it was the same everywhere, even though I had mm -hmm. a lot of pushback by a lot of committees because she was a paid employee. Let's face it. That's what she was. But she was an NRA member. She was a hunter and she was a shooter. And by having the same person there 23 times a year across the two states, think about that. Yep. She knew that merchandise. She knew how to present guns. that merchandise, yep. the guns, and, and even in the live auctions, the other merchandise. And she talked to you about hunting, too. And she yep. could sell. Oh, I watched her sell $1,000 packs like they were candy up in Watford mm. City and Williston and in, in Marmoth. So, and they, you know, I well, granted, I had, most of it was to single guys, but still. Well, hey, that's where it goes, right? right? Their their money their money spends. <laughs> there were some married guys. We just don't mention. That's it. right. I mean, so. it just it was a great team, a lot of fun. Um, Greg was in, involved in that. He went to just about every event. 
Same Misty went to darn near every event. Mm-hmm. Mike, you went to a ton of them in East River. Um, mm-hmm. you, even though you even came over to Rapid and, and did a lot of work. Vance, you went. I, I mean, I can't tell you how many guys. Will, Will went to a bunch of them. We just, I know I'm leaving people yeah. out, but we had a lot of people. Scott Buckmeyer, and now Scotty's an auctioneer. You know what I'd mm-hmm. be doing now? He'd be my auctioneer at every event. Yeah. And a but good auctioneer had, uh, makes a hell of a difference, too. And we Scotty talked about that. We uh, had Jesse we had a couple great of team together. Oh, they yeah. did. Scotty they had that. The, that that sarcastic comedy thing going on. They, <laughs> they were a trip. They got people into it. They and did. They were the, like their own comedy about- team. Of them as well is that every year that they had an event, they recognized the guys that were there the years before, yes, and they, they knew did. their names. They didn't have right. to, you know, re- learn new stuff. They were they were calling out, and those guys and gals all felt like they were part of a big organization. Absolutely, and I kept pushing NRA to let me hire full time people to go with me on these things, and they just kept rejecting it. I like I'm telling you. You guys let us hire auctioneers. You let us hire ticket gals. It's going to be the same result if we can bring people like that to every event. And mm-hmm. they're going to, like I said, they're going to recognize when you're working that crowd for an auction, you know who your buyers are. And they'd go work them. And it was, and it was a lot of fun. Let's not look. It was a ton of fun. I didn't I miss the banquets. And I wish there was some the around banquet. here that I could go to now. Yep. Uh, some states, I know Liz is doing, uh, still doing Liz a lot does a great job. Uh, Josh, doing it. Josh, Josh does a great good. job in Indiana. Yeah. Rack's team mm-hmm. and adventure. Uh, I mean, yeah. it's it just kind of, I miss them days at points. I do not miss the travel and I do not <laughs> miss the bureaucracy above me. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, let's go take a quick break. We'll come back. We're going to wrap this up. I have a happy ending of the, of the week this time, but uh, awesome. we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up on this and then we'll go into that. So. Sounds good. Hang with us, everybody. I see numbers are dropping off, and that's because we're getting about an hour 20. So, there we go. Auto Repair, located at 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Give them a call at 701 258 6308. The team of mechanics at Lauer Auto can take care of any problem your vehicle is having. And when you do business with Lauer, you can be assured you're doing business with a pro Second Amendment America First Repair Shop. There are plenty of other auto repair shops in the Bismarck Mandan area. But why take a chance at patronizing a shop that might not have your beliefs at heart? Make no mistake. Make no mistake. Lauer Auto is your pro Second Amendment repair shop. When you talk to the guys at Lauer Auto, don't forget to tell them that you heard they are a sponsor of Guns and the 701 and that you appreciate their support of our pro Second Amendment, pro North Dakota live stream and podcast. That's Lauer Auto Repair. 701-258-6308. 701-258-6308. Located 309 South Washington Street in Bismarck, North Dakota. Discover the world of firearms at Bismarck's Double H Gun Shop. With a wide range of products from handguns to rifles, we cater to all your shooting needs. We are your local gun experts. Not only do we sell firearms, reloading supplies, targets, and whatever your heart desires, but we also have a ton of knowledge and answers. We shoot, we hunt, we compete, we reload. It's been the Howard's way since 1976, and we ain't fixing to change anything. Visit our website at hhgunshop.com to browse our inventory. Double H Gun Shop, Bismarck's best new and used firearm reloading supply gunsmithing and sporting goods store double h guns double h guns 1021 south washington street bismarck north dakota call 701-223-4888 
All right, I hit the wrong one, but that's okay. Double H got another ad tonight. Go, go check out those guys at Double H. If you go in there, tell them you heard it on Guns in the 701. Like, Mike, you got a little ammo there. Hard to get ammo, so we found him some. And, of course, Lauer Auto Repair. Go in there, see Axe, and tell him, hey, I heard it right here on Guns in the 701, and let him know that you love the fact that they're sponsoring this show. He so works on domestic, also uh, foreign, swamp. and any kind of uh, swamp, and buggy. swamp buggies. Swamp buggies. <laughs> Swamp buggies. In fact, right here. There it is. There's the swamp buggy with the whole team in front of it, guys. So, you know, you got to notice Corey and Erica right down there laid out like the sexy men they are, right? <laughs> By the way, Jay's machine there is awesome. It needs a little turbo charge, though. Uh, that's what I They got him two hogs. They did they two hogs. They, and they worked all week on that for him. So that was yeah. a pretty cool thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as long as we're doing that, here's a here's a wild hog being prepped for the smoker. Was yep, damn good. Yeah, right there, skinning one out. There's Jay doing the job right there. Right there he is. That's a good picture of him. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Here's Chris. They were doing a little fishing. Him and Corey. So yeah. kind of now. I'm showing crops. you this. This is a picture yeah. that uh, Chris Hawk sent to me, and this shows what can happen when a hog gets a hold of you. Look at that guy's. Yeah. Uh, I think that's his arm. I think or maybe it's his have- leg. I have seen worse in person, actually, in the Everglades as a kid. Here's a couple hogs right there that were taken. So, I mean, Jay, guys, yeah. we had one heck of a good time down there. A lot yeah. of hogs were taken, and uh, I just can't say enough about uh, how much fun it was. I really can't. And, uh, yeah. There's one other picture if it'll load here. We'll see. It. I thought it loaded before. Yeah, here it comes. This is that same guy that got There's his face. Ooh. Look at that. Wasn't, them hogs can rip you apart. Yeah, they can. So it, it's you got to be careful. You really do. So none of that happened to our guys. But. All right. Anything else you guys want to add? Uh, not that we're. Let me see real quick before we go. Just want to remind everybody that if you're in the uh, my listening area, and of course somewhere around, uh, we still have oh, yeah. some available for this. I have five, and so and a donation. Know. Don't don't say much else. It's a donation of. Uh, it's a donation. So there yeah. you go. But uh, yeah, but just to let you know, and I think uh, yeah, well, you guys are almost completely out, so we might be drawing for that thing here soon. Yeah, I gotta I gotta sit down and figure out my ticket numbers now. I just haven't had a chance to and see exactly what I have left. Uh, I might be out. We'll see. I might if I do, I maybe got five or ten left. Possibly. We got some video of us playing with that down in Florida. Yeah, That's I didn't get it loaded. Maybe next week we'll have that up. We yeah, were having a lot of fun with it, and then I sold. We sold two hundred fifty dollars worth. Then. <laughs> so, yeah. In fact, we started our campfire last Wednesday. At yes, the beginning we did. of the show with that with with a flamethrower. Yep. We did, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, Dave says that buggy needed work. Yes, it did. So it sat for yeah. two years. It sat for two years. Yes, it did. Needs a new carb. We'll make that happen. But we know what we need to do next time when we go down there. But a lot of fun. Um, I'd love that if everybody could go, but that's not really possible. If you get the chance to go, go. I highly yeah. recommend it. I really do. But all right. Quickly, before we go into this, we got Wednesday, next Wednesday, of course, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 o'clock Central. We got Mitchell in the morning, though, this Friday. And I think one of the things I want to visit with on there is the South Dakota laws we were talking about. Right. I think we need to mention them, especially when we don't have a session going on. So I think we'll bring those up. And I think we got a Minnesota law we're going to talk about, uh, or one that's being proposed, aren't we, Mike? Right. So and, tune yeah. in there, KFYR, 5.50 a.m., 
right there at 715 Mountain, 815 Central with Mitchell in the morning, and that's every Friday morning. So tune in. Uh, we're going to have some good subjects on there. There you go, Mitchell in the morning, 550 a.m. I will be on the road again. Go figure. I'm going to go out to Minnesota. So I will not be broadcasting it live like I've been doing, but uh, you definitely can tune in there, and you can catch the uh, iHeart podcast on their K-Fire deal. Dave says, just so you guys know, Vance is cooking. You guys will want to stick around. <laughs> there you go. All right. With that, I have an actual happy ending of the week. So uh, let's, with no more ado, let's play the intro and we'll get into it. All right. Happy ending. We haven't had one of these for, for a while. So I like this one. The guy's, I don't know where he's pled, how he's pled yet, but man allegedly posed as a minor online to meet a child predator, then fatally shot him. Yep. So I love this. It's a Texas guy. His name is James Spencer. He's accused of posing as a minor to lure Sean Connery showers, basically to his death, essentially. Um, the Houston Police Department, they basically made the arrest, James Spencer III, of shooting and killing victim Sean Connery, Showers, 37. Sounds like the Showers approached the vehicle in the early morning hours of May 29th, and then he was shot by the suspect, who at the time was unidentified. With further investigation, the police arrested Spencer, who they claimed admitted to the killing. So there you go. he had a plan. This is probably first-degree murder at its finest, right? But I right. don't think it's murder. I, I like what happened here. Showers was found in a ditch with multiple gunshot wounds. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. So Spencer actually, he claimed to be a minor online, lured this guy in as a guy's a sex. So this guy is a convicted child porn guy. Yeah. He was he pled guilty to showers. He pled guilty to possessing child sex abuse material in 2009. Federal authorities said at that time. Ben Showers was uh, sentenced to 30 months in prison and then two more years in 2019 for failing to register as a sex offender per, per the law. Right. So the guy's a repeated offender, didn't register as a sex offender, and then still thinks he's going to meet another kid so he can abuse them as well. I mean, I think he got what he's coming. Excuse me. Oh. Ah, this is killing me. <laughs> so. Sorry. Anyway, he's Spencer set up the meeting. He knew exactly where Showers was going to be, and he shot him. Now, basically, the, the police department, they said, oh, you shouldn't be the judge, jury, and executioner. I disagree. I think that a child molester like that got exactly what he had coming. He was a repeat offender. He actually had intent to do it again, and by Mr. Spencer meeting this guy and, and taking care of it, we have a happy ending because that guy now is dead, Mr. Showers is, and can no longer molest kids. At the time of this, it's not clear what the plea was. I did look, do a little looking around. I can't find anything about what he pled or, or how it came out, but that's my happy ending of the week. I hope it's time served, and that's it. <laughs> right. You know, that should be what it was. I mean, the Absolutely. Guy, out, guy cooked out some, one of our worst things we have in, in the United States is a child predator, and uh, he took him out. So, I mean. Absolutely. I Oh, and how many know, of them are coming across the border stuff out there, but What was that? Ahead. How many of them are coming across the border every day? <laughs> uh, more than we know. More than we know. It's kind of sad, really. 
and we know what's happening. We just yeah. we absolutely know what's happening. Yeah. So well, that, yeah, he got what he deserved. Got what he deserved, deserved, and that's my happy ending. Why don't you take us out again with uh, what we're doing this week and next week, uh, Mike? What we're doing this week and next week? Well, what are we doing on Friday? Oh, Friday, uh, of course, Mitchell in the morning. We'll be on K Fire. Don't forget, I was like, did you surprise me or something? Said, Don't forget, we'll be on K Fire coming up. Uh, that would be eight or nine o'clock your time, right? No, it'd be seven fifteen in the morning my time, Mountain 7:15 Time. Seven fifteen in the morning your time. Sorry about that. We're all clicking buttons. Uh, <laughs> seven fifteen in the morning uh, Mountain Time uh, will be eight fifteen uh, Central Time. And we'll be on there until about 8.45. we got a little break at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we'll talk about some of the things going into the weekend, about what's going on uh, Second Amendment-wise, both uh, in uh, 701 and down here in the 605. And if you notice, by the way, on the names here, they've got uh, Mike Token in here now. That's Mitchell in the morning. He, put, he gave me that name. He since named I'm you. A since I'm a 605 guy, uh, yeah, he's going he's gonna to say I'm the Token 701. So there we go. <laughs> So well, I'm all the way down in Georgia. What am I? A dollar bill? Uh, no, no. Like I said earlier, you're our you're our, uh, you're our southern cousin. Southern well, cousin. and we did avoid going through Georgia this trip, and there's a reason why. So we skirted it. All right. Well, guys, you can check everything out. I gotta get the website updated. I have been on the road for the last what three weeks, different things going mm -hmm. on. So I've done no update. I'm gonna have to show Mike how to do that. Really yeah, you're easy. going to have to sooner or later. But I'll get things uploaded, get them on there. We will have the podcast up and running. So you can check us out at iHeart or wherever you get your podcast. Let's look for Guns in the 701. Hit the website, gunsinthe701.com. You can email us at guns at gunsinthe701.com and ask us anything. If you want to do sponsorships, got questions, want us to go. Give us a topic. Maybe we can check it out for you. So, again, everybody, I want to thank you for tuning in tonight. I have to apologize for my voice. I'm not under the weather. I just can't talk very good. Like I said, my wife thinks that's a blessing. Probably a lot of other people. But there you go. Anything else you want to add, guys? We're all good. All good. All right. Well, we'll see everybody Friday morning, 715 Mountain, 815 Central on KFYR 550 AM radio. And, of course, uh, you can catch everything every Wednesday night. Guns in the 71 right here where you're listening tonight. Or you can catch the replays on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcast. With that, Guys, keep your powder dry. Stay safe. Go out and get some hunting done. Do some reloading and do some shooting. Take a kid hunting, too, or shooting. Best thing you can ever do. See everybody next week. God bless.